0: Welcome to There Is More to Our Story podcast, brought to you by Sea Gathering, a nonprofit research house, event space, a magazine, and now a podcast. It is here we get to share the voices of Indigenous leaders, medicine women, knowledge keepers, academics, researchers, activists, and speakers contributing to this knowledge weaving space gaining a better understanding of who we are, where we have come from, and where we can go to next. You could join us deeper inside of our Soul Seed House. Here we are providing the most comprehensive library of deep feminine and Earth-based knowledge, inviting people to become the researcher of their own stories, their own lineage, and their own ancestry, radically shifting the academic model of researchers going to study other people as outsiders. You can also join us for one of our events. We have a traveling yearly gathering that moves to a new country and culture each time by invitation. We'll be returning in the fall of 2021. You can also join us for one of our events, our retreats here in Costa Rica called Medicine is Our Nature. All information will be shared first for Soulseed House members, but keep checking back to the website for all updates. And if you'd like to become a supporter of this work, then consider joining our Patreon community for as little as a dollar a month. You can also support by one-time donation directly on the website. Or consider becoming a Patreon Bloom Fund member. It is here you get to contribute a substantial amount to a research focus theme country or culture a place where we need to bring greater awareness to and a place that is usually underfunded we're so incredibly honored and grateful for all the support we've gathered on this journey so far my name is hannah ruth dyson founder of soul Seed gathering and i'm so excited to embark on this journey together with you let's begin Hello and welcome to episode 9. I'm dropping in here for another solo episode. And I don't think this will be a long one, but I want to speak to an important topic. And this is in no way um, exhausting the topic or covering all of the layers and the importance of speaking to it. Um, But this is just a beginning and an opening Um, as you know, as you likely know that I'm a white, um, European descending woman and I have been researching the deep feminine, that's deep history from all over the world and for the last, um, four or five years that has intersected more and more, um, with recording indigenous female elder voices and so my, um, you know, understanding of who I am, my privilege has been with me every step of the way um, before it became a trending topic. I was always very sensitive to it, when traveling, when learning, when trying to explore more of history. um, And then I guess seeing this big emergence, this wave, it brought up um, a mixture of emotions because on one hand it's incredible that we're talking about these important topics at this time. It's so needed. Um, I think with that came a lot of shock that people hadn't really been aware of this before or taken the time to really go there. And um, I think um, for those of us who've been just very aware and trying to do this deeper work for a long time, um, it came to a bit of surprise. And of course, it's a never-ending journey. There's no superiority. In fact, um, I think that's a very limiting um positionality I, I don't think any of us can really find superiority and the ones that who truly can never will because they are humbly doing the work and showing up for what is needed um i do think the culture has gone a little bit to the point of um call out for call out's sake um there's and i think I mean, my position on this is that everyone is, you know, um, allowed to express what they need to express. There's so much repressed and not heard of rage, grief work that needs to take place. So it's completely understandable when it's coming from, you know, people who've experienced violence firsthand, who've experienced injustice firsthand, to, um, you know, let that, like, be felt and let that be heard um so i, I it's am not in any way wanting to to step into the zone of um, silencing voices or saying it should be done in a certain way because i don't believe that but i do i think my own journey has been every step of the way from um being an early activist as a child, being so outraged as a child at learning about the destruction to the environment back then, and how little people were talking about it, and how little it, you know people really cared, and then later on, I um, worked on a couple of documentary projects early on uh, in my days in London around 2012 we were talking about everyday sexism this was before the Me Too movement and I became outraged again you know just like wow every single woman I spoke to had an experience and it wasn't being spoken about and the sort of general um, you know conversation at the time was like well this is just the way it is and that infuriated me. Um, And then I was, you know, waking up to so many disturbing um, things about the world, my whole worldview um, from kind of being, I guess, left wing, liberal, believing in, you know, we're helping the world develop, we're getting closer to democracy, we're, you know, all of these things just crashed all over me when I began to wake up to the reality of what had gone on in so many countries and what uh, these so-called democratic you know, nations that were um, presenting themselves as the most advanced developed countries in the world, mainly North America and the UK and Europe, um, what they were part of in destroying and undermining other countries. And, you know, I'm going to link um, below in the show notes some of the books that um, are really insightful um, and can begin to, you know, gauge a better understanding of history, you know, modern history, what has taken place, what is still taking place, um, to understand a little bit perhaps the rage that is coming through people and and what is taking place. I think um, certain things we're becoming... Uh, you know, very clear and awake to right now, which is the injustices within North America, the um, prison industrial complex, um, the (laughs) deep injustices with the police um, establishment and, um, you know, race, gender, um, you know, really the attack on minorities and refugees and immigrants, you know, all of this is kind of being spoken about and less so is spoken about what's um you know necessarily going on in other countries and what has gone on um under this veil of neoliberal progress for all free markets for all um a lot was hidden under that so um you know when you become awake and aware to all of this I also have felt um at times especially back in 2012 that was really a year that I went in deep and I felt Um, rage. And I had friends working on very important, you know, documentaries. Again, you go deeper and deeper into certain subjects and you become so consumed by it and you just can't get out of it. You're just like, why is no one talking about this? Why does no one care? And I really went through some deep bouts of depression. I wanted to give up. And, you know, that finally like kind of broke apart, um, you know, this being about me and just showing up and actually like, guiding me on my own personal path because I realized I had a lot of personal work to do to start shift between what is my stuff and what is the stuff that I care about. I don't want to muddy the waters. I do understand that if someone's coming from a place where they have been (laughs) attacked and experienced injustice firsthand, then they are going to rightly express and embody that emotion and that anger. It's not something for them to step out of. But um, for me, it was, you know, really important to get like deeply aware of like what were my own issues, so that I wasn't impacting the issues that I cared about. I saw this within the nonprofit sector. I saw this within activism. I saw this within um, different spaces where people cared deeply, and then they would end up doing more harm than good. And um, I was really interested in this phenomenon and how this happens. Like, how does the um, revolutionary become the dictator? You know, what are the forces that shift us into doing something that is... um you know, damaging rather than actually supportive to a cause. And um, I, you know, again, I just had to keep going and going and going and into myself, what is my shadows? What is, you know, the stuff that lies within me? And, and it's horrifying, you know, when you really go there because we, we all um, contain everything. And we need to have a relationship with that, with the shadows, with the darkness to really show up, you know, and be truly in love and light. We need a deep, deep work ongoing work within the shadows and um you know I guess along the way I've always been questioning how can we change the world how can I save the world how can I be part of being a positive change in the world and I was always like questioning like what is the wise intelligent way here like how can I actually impact people and for me it was realizing that getting on my soapbox and shouting at people and like getting angry and wicked up and just saying like, why are you not like getting this? Why are you not listening to this? Was actually the kind of thing that would shut people down. Um, I, you know, I became <laughs> plant-based seven years ago and I, I rarely talk about it. I don't put it in my bio. I mean, I care about, you know, the environment and I care about animals and I care um, about health and all those things. But I, I felt like I've actually you know, maybe inspired more people just by being um, joyfully um, plant-based, vegan, and just cooking food and inviting people into it without like judgment or I don't know against superiority. Because I feel like, again, the deeper you look at the world and and all of those things, the environment, animals, um, health is it's so complex. There's so many layers. I'm in no way. Um, I can't you know win any points I think for choosing plant-based I just it's something that feels right to me and I felt you know easy and and good to do so so I have and I continued but it's not something that I feel the need to press upon other people and I've been told you know by certain other vegans like you know you're not doing enough for the cause and I think we all have our own way of um, leading and showing and um, activism and so along that thread, I, I realised um, with this work that I mean, I really do want people to wake up and care about indigenous people. I do want us to show up and take account of like what's taking place on Earth. I do believe that if the indigenous people are dying out, which is a common sort of throwaway comment, like like you know they're dying out, that they they're gonna, they're part of the past, they're going to be gone. I really think once that if that ha- ever had does happen, then we're all done for. I feel like uh, the indigenous people are the the keepers of the land and if they disappear, then I, I really do believe we'll all, um, we, we won't survive as a human race. So we need to look to their lead and we need to remember and reclaim who we are in our own indigenous ancestry. And of course, that is a lot about what this project is about, but I try not to do it so Um, front facing so down in your throat I try not to use the obvious languaging and I do that just because I want to um, be effective I want to invite you into the beauty and you know so many people are interested in you know the history of witches and priestesses and shamans and goddesses and the history is so rich and it's so beautiful there is so much treasure and there's so much wisdom within living indigenous cultures there's such incredible insights. I'm forever changed by these meetings I've had with Indigenous female elders and and young people. Also, you know, there's it's just so rich and alive, and it's um, the communication comes in all forms, and you know this is something that i don't believe that we really access the deeper aspects of life the elder wisdom that is available to us at all times i really don't believe we can access this without going through the grief work without going through the trauma of our ancestry that we're all living with you know we're all part of ancestries that have been at war that have been colonized like i think this is a huge part of anyone with european descent to really understand how we too were colonized and we're the colonizers you know, very mixed up into one. But it's, I think, really until we recognize um, what we lost in ancestral memory, what we forgot, um, what really had to go underground for anyone who was left to survive with this earth-based knowledge. Uh, it's, it's hidden so deep because it's so many layers of generations where we've forgotten and we've been taught a history um, that is just about, you know, this current development, this war and conquest and it's taught in a way that is positive in terms of development and progress and that's just like uh, laughable when you actually look at what's taken place and of course I'm not denying the technological advancements um, that we have access to Um, I'm speaking right now into a mic, into a computer and you'll be listening on your device this is incredible but it also shouldn't take away from the technological advancements and the way um, indigenous groups today are modernizing in their own way and the intelligence that exist there and so many of the you know human rights issues that we have right now uh, were not a problem within indigenous societies this is um, really a relatively new issue there's um, you know this deeper understanding of feminism that has existed within these cultures that were egalitarian and that are still, you know, existing today in that way, where there is really a respect and a reverence for all forms of work, no matter, you know, whether it be more typically associated with the for feminine or typically associated with the masculine, there's more balance there. And there's a reverence for life, of creation, of birth, and women and children being at the center of that and that being, again, vital. Vital to our evolution and to our survival and thriving here on earth. And that, you know, within our nomadic hunter gatherer egalitarian societies, we lived and knowed abundance because nature is naturally abundant and there is food for all and it wasn't until you know these different cl- shifts in climate and all these different shifts that I've spoken to re- uh, previously in the last solo episode where we begin to see different um, experimentations I think with human groupings and the way we organize ourselves and the way we um, maybe need to go to war because we don't have access to food so easily and readily and This has been an energetic that's, you know, before... European colonization this has also permeated the world tribal warfare you see this it's not I don't think um, you know naturally human and innate. I don't think we're always doomed to be at war because we see that 95 to 99% of our human story has no signs of war that actually lived in this egalitarian peaceful way and had a balance again of genders and and respective also gender fluidity most likely because we see this within all these indigenous cultures um um, around the world that there is this respect of um, fluidity and um, connection to, um, you know, both genders. And so, uh, you know, a lot of the the issues that are arising at this time, I think we really can learn from history. I really believe we actually need to. Um, and I think those of us, again, from European descent, really need to dig deep into the healing to receive the, to, you know, the the deeper rewards and the treasure that is available to us all, this elder wisdom, spirit, guidance. Um, yeah, the the realms of shamanism. The, I mean, I think there's a lot of conversation, you know, today, again, rightly so, about appropriation and, um, again, colonization. And I'd, it's just, you know, it's a simple fact. I think it's just a universal truth, a universal law, that those who are engaging in... Um, colonization or colonized, colonizer energy um, or sort of using or appropriating um, without respect are always going to remain on the surface they're never actually going to access the depths that they're craving and looking for and this is again speaking to myself and to us all like Um, My personal podcast is called The Deeper Current Podcast for a reason because I'm interested in the deeper current. I was shut off, you know, growing up in the UK. We talk about like don't go off on the deep end or, ooh, that was a little bit deep, wasn't that? Like, you know, this is kind of judgments around going deep or, you know, this fear of losing your mind, um, going crazy. And I think this is a fear that I meet with clients often, this fear of, you know, I guess, losing it and being perceived as weird and strange and so forth. This this can be a barrier sometimes to accessing the deeper truth and the beauty and the power of life. And this is something that our ancestors knew and indigenous people know today, like these rituals and ceremonies, these rites of passages. You know, they're hard, they take you to deep places, they take you to painful places uh, for a reason so that you can really walk on this earth and be fulfilled. You can access the deeper pleasures and bliss and fulfillment here on earth because you've gone there, you've gone to the underworld. It's not just about ascending. It's not just about accessing 5D. Um, I can speak for myself that since a child, I've accessed, you know, the dream world, um, spirit world so easily. And it's taken me a long time to really be here on earth. And that's, again, where I draw inspiration from my ancestors who really lived on the land and indigenous people today who so intelligently live and work with the land because it's so on the earth. It's so present. There's a reason why we are here there's a reason why we are human we have a part to play here and so really you know dropping into that and figuring out what that is that's a huge part of our our work in the deep feminine soul journey is to tap into that because to really understand this knowledge, this wisdom, to really um, receive, you know, the beauty that is available to us, it takes that um, depth, it takes that presence, it takes that ability to sit and listen, and really go there, and and then be here on earth and show up with our hands and our hearts and our voices for what matters. And that's really for us to know individually. You know, what is our unique medicine? What is our unique experience? What are we here? To shape and shift and transform and, um, you know, those on a medicine path in some way, you know, it's all again about the depths, it's all about that sort of space between um, life and death and that's why I guess I get caught up for a long time in um, very superficial Um, spiritual leaders very out of integrity out of alignment and I felt enraged for many years and it can still bubble through me because it's essential it's essential to feel that fire but I had to eventually just turn it into my own flame and shift into my own work and put all that power and energy into my own creation and not hold back and just continually make sure that I'm staying integrity and it's a daily practice and I am going to make mistakes we are all going to make mistakes. We are human. The point is that we show up anyway. So I'll just leave it at that for today and just say that, you know, perhaps we do get called out. Perhaps we do get um, told that we're wrong. Perhaps, you know, we make a mistake. And that's also okay. That's part of us deepening. That's part of us growing wiser. And we may be also attacked. what can seem unfairly, we might get um, emotions thrown at us that are not really part of, you know, that are ours to take on. We also have to learn how to show up in our strength, to know ourselves, know who we truly are, you know, that energy of taking down, of attack, of, you know, it's also embedded within the witch hunts, within the the energies of, um, you know, this is what colonial energy does to us. It shifts us into this... um, Fear and and the way to protect ourselves can be maybe stepping on that high horse and attacking others because if we attack others and uh, the victim, um, we can't be then you know, questioned ourselves. And I think no matter who we are, no matter where we're from, we have to be doing this deeper work by ourselves. We need to be looking at ourselves. And then when you know you're doing that work, you can say, yes, I know myself and I am going to show up for what maybe... Difficult, what might not be easy, you know. There's been many times with this project that I've wanted to throw it away and say, no, I, I'm a white woman. Why do I need to do this work? Like, why am I here? You know? Um, and then I realize like I it's again, that's another ego death. It's not about me. I have to show up. Um, and this gift of, you know, this project, this purpose, this mission that I have so clearly, um, and that keeps showing me and revealing in new ways and unexpected ways, um, is such a gift it's such a privilege to to be doing this work and um, again I'm going to keep stepping through the fire and learning and and listening and really paying attention and I hope this um, serves you wherever you are in the world I know there's many good-hearted, well-intentioned people who really want to walk rightly, who really want to do the right thing as best as we can. We're trying to show an authentic way to do so through this project, how to engage, how to travel, how to see, how to learn um, rightly. And I you know, will continue to share my journey along the way to to provide guidance if i can um and so i hope yeah this lands for you and again as always i so look forward to hearing from you thank you for your beautiful messages for this podcast so far it means so much you know um we're not funded for this podcast we're doing it uh really because we want these um voices to be heard we want this information to be heard and we really want to to grow alongside you so um, your love and encouragement is really meaningful and if you uh, feel called cool to give us a five-star review and leave a review um and, you know, a comment and, and I don't know, post about us like that is uh, such a gift. It's such an offering for us. It helps us to grow and continue um, getting into the right ears and to the right hearts and homes um, so that we can all be part of this work of healing. Um, we really need it at this time. You know, all the things I spoke to in this episode, there's a lot to tend to, there's a lot of work to do. I really do want to be, um, part of the positive change in the world I'm going to continue asking every single day how to do that best And if I can reach you um, in a different way, if you have any other suggestions of how you'd like to engage in this work, we have um, some changes happening within the project. We're going to make the house accessible to you, even if you're not part of the Deep Feminine Soul journey. And we're going to also offer different tiers to a membership. And as always, um, if you wish to contribute, if you are indigenous descent, if you have cultural heritage that is, you know, um, a beautiful offering for this project to weave in. If you have ancestral memories, if you have yeah, something you would like to add, then please um, contact us and we would love to hear from you and have you part of this journey. And we'll also be um, updating our website soon with, right ways to submit and contribute um so that you also have a guide for that and um yeah i'm again sending you so much love to whoever you are in the world thank you for listening thank you for listening if you received a lot from this conversation or knowledge share consider supporting us on patreon for as little as a dollar a month this can be found at patreon.com forward slash soulseedgathering. You can also make a one-time donation directly on our website, soulseedgathering.com. It is here you can also become a Soulseed House member and receive these conversations and interviews first, alongside bonus content, transcripts, and this incredible growing library of deep feminine earth-based cultural knowledge. You can also become a Patreon Bloom Fund member. This allows you to support a country or culture or theme or focus that is needing greater awareness and attention in the world. We are entirely independently funded so far, so thank you for every single amount offered to us. It really means so much. And a special thanks to our post-production by Jack Palmer for Alma And special thanks to Temple of the Way of Light for offering us this recording by Olivia Aravello, the incredible Shibibo medicine woman, no longer with us, sharing her Ikoro, her medicine song. This was weaved into a credible track by Jack Palmer. So again, thank you and sending so much love to whoever you are in the world.